No, wait, that was chips. <laughs> that was way wrong. <laughs> I'm trying to think of Super Friends, but I can't. Dun, 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 dun. No, everything turns into chips. <laughs> I was going to say Super Friends was decades ago. I don't know how you can remember the theme song, but you can remember the chips theme song, so clearly time doesn't matter here. Wow. Well, anyway, this is Vapid Existentialism. I'm Jason. I'm Mike. <laughs> All right. Fine. I finally did it. I finally saw Justice League. Uh-huh. I said I wasn't going to watch it, but... Yes, yes look, did. Everyone, the consensus was, even with critics whom... whom, whom with, with whom... Whose opinions I respect said, oh, it's not that bad. Or at least said, it's way better than Batman vs. Superman. Which is still still setting the bar very, very low. But The Justice League movies at this point are sort of the opposite of boiling a frog. The DC movies are so (laughs) bad that if you get just a little bit better than the last one, it's going to seem like a major victory. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and for my money, the best DC movie we have to take we have to remove Wonder Woman because it's almost in its own category. Okay. Because it's good. It's good. <laughs> uh, but out of the other DC movies, I still like Suicide, Suicide Squad better than the others, which I, you hated. I but really I was, don't I was, like Suicide Squad. I was okay with Suicide Squad. I'd put it in the B category, B minus maybe. It was a movie I forgot everything about it an hour after I watched it, but when I was in the theater, I was entertained. If we take Batman versus, or not Batman, if we take Wonder Woman out of the equation, mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but Justice League is probably my favorite. There were some good things in Justice League. Now here, here's the thing, right off the bat, Justice League is really hard to criticize because the story is so thin. It actually reminded me more of, like, a half-hour cartoon about these characters. Because the plot is just... No, no, no. I, it's I, very serviceable. When you... No, <laughs> no, no. Just, when, you, when you say that, you're actually... You're disrespecting all of the work that Bruce Timm did. Animated shows. <laughs> no, there is no... You could, you could almost at random pick a Justice League or Justice League Unlimited story that Bruce Timm and company came up with. And it would have been better from start to finish than any of the things in the DC Universe movies yet. Well, I don't even know what they call it. They, they, like, Marvel is really simple. It's, it's MCU for Marvel Cinematic Universe. I thought it was DCEU, Extended Universe. Isn't that what it is? I don't know what the... I don't use, know. It's, that might be a term the nerds use on the internet. I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to put down Bruce Timm or any of them. But think of, like, the packaged up one episode stories that they did. You know, nothing that extended more than one 22 minute long episode. That's what this felt like to me. Not in the quality, but just the story simplicity. Like, here, here's the MacGuffin. It's the mother box. Here's the bad guy. He wants it. Here's the good guys. They gotta stop him. That's it. Like, that's the whole thing. You know, and so because it's so kind of bare bones, there's not a lot to really pick apart. Other than the fact that it is kind of simplistic, I guess you can really go to work on that. But 
you know, it's very surface level. There's, they're not trying to tell a grander story here. They're just, here it is, you know. There's not even, like, a lot of emotional stakes. They just kind of, ah, it's the end of the world, let's stop it. It's, I don't know, it's very There's popcorn so action There's so much movie. wrong with Justice League that it's, it's frustrating. Ezra Miller is good as the Flash, although the costume isn't good. Oh, yeah, I was not a, I'm not a fan of the, of the Flash costume. Aquaman is good, but he's not really Aquaman. Jason Momoa should have played Lobo. I've said that before. That's the only character. That's the character that Jason Momoa was, was born to play. Yeah. And my hope is that he will get a chance to play Lobo and actually turn up his uh, crudometer. Because <laughs> his Aquaman is like at a six. They need to let that go up to like 11. Yeah. <laughs> and just let him play Lobo. Because that's basically how he's playing Aquaman. Aquaman is not Lobo. Oh, that slow motion shot of him walking on the on the the pier and he's drinking the whiskey out of the bottle and then throws it down. Yeah, that's Lobo. That's not Aquaman. No, no, no. <laughs> he's he's completely miscast as Aquaman. Uh, we've talked about how before there there are a few people that could have played Aquaman. Um, I would have gone with either who's the actor from True Blood. Oh yeah, the Australian who played. Uh, yeah, Snoopy's I can't think of his name. Sister. His last name is Quantin or Ryan? something. Yeah, I think so, Ryan. Yeah. I, or He'd be amazing as Aquaman. He would have been good as Aquaman. But he'd have to play it almost like Aquaman has the... Uh, almost like a dorky vibe. Yeah. Either him or I would uh, I would have actually considered like Rick Schroeder too. Yeah. He's, you know, he might. I don't know if he's in shape now or not, but I'm sure he could trim down or bulk up or whatever is needed. So, um, and Cyborg was good. Oh, yeah. Cyborg was really, really good. Um, and I was kind of, uh, I, I actually wasn't as impressed with Batman this time around. In Superman, I still shrugged my shoulders at I just, like, okay. I don't think they really cast Superman well. I got to push back a little bit on Aquaman, not casting-wise, because I agree that Jason Momoa should have been... Lobo. Lobo. But I like the style of Aquaman they were going for because we've seen Aquaman as sort of royalty and and the straight guy. And we've also seen that Aquaman in the in the comic books. We've seen him sort of down and uh, not at the top of his game. And I don't know if they ever did like an alcoholism storyline. Well, they like were trying to set it up it. so he would be the Wolverine of the team. Yeah. In the Justice League, at least at the core... The core five or six, seven members, they don't have a Wolverine. Yeah, they don't. And they don't have, need one. No, they don't. But Justice League is I, not the X Men. So despite all that, I still enjoyed the way they played him as a sort of go- slightly goofier, almost like a 1970s surfer guy vibe about him. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that about him. But yeah, I'm not a hundred percent on board with Jason Momoa, although. My wife was fine with it because he walked around without a shirt on a lot. So, <laughs> did you notice the CG face of Henry Cavill? Did that bother you at all? I didn't know. Something seemed wrong about his mouth. Yeah, there were in a few a few times, and I couldn't figure out what happened. And it turns out that they had to CGI out his mustache. Yes, <laughs> which I'm thinking. 
why couldn't they just shave his face? How hard can it be to make a fake mustache? Wouldn't that be easier? Because he was filming, he was filming a Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible movie at the same yeah. time. <laughs> it's like, oh. You would think, yes, that a fake mustache would be easier to do than... <laughs> but I did notice it, and I was like, that's really... It's sort of unnerving. No, it's it's a shame, but at this point, if it were up to me, and obviously it's not, despite the good things, the few good things that have popped up in the DCEU, especially the Wonder Woman movie... I would just scrap it. I'd pull the plug on everything and restart. Even after Justice League? Even after Justice League, yeah. This is this is like in 2007, I guess, when Marvel went, you know, we did that Hulk movie with Ang Lee, but I think we're just going to walk away from it <laughs> and start over. That's what... I think they're in way too deep at this point. You know what? I don't think that they are, and here's why. Because these movies are tanking. Comparatively, one, except yeah, for except Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Yeah. These movies are tanking. Yeah, the Wonder box Woman office 2. on Justice League. When you take into account the incredibly ex- high price tag to make the movie mm-hmm. and market the movie, mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't do well. I think it just barely made seven hundred million globally or something. See what Ant Man made. Ant Man. Because <laughs> Ant Man I think Ant Man is the lowest was the lowest made Marvel Universe movie, correct? Um, maybe they, a couple of the early ones didn't do as well. And I think when they made Ant-Man, they made it on a budget because they knew it wouldn't pull in the money that the other movies did. I think Ant-Man did fairly well. Okay, this is... I'm going to give a pre-answer here. If Ant-Man has done better than Justice League, they need to scrap everything at the DCEU and start over. Globally, Ant-Man made $519 million. So no, it didn't... Justice League did outperform that because I know Justice League made at least I think it, I want to say six ninety five or something I can look it up. But okay, I'm gonna tweak my answer. How much did it cost to make Ant Man? Well, now I just looked up Justice League. <laughs> okay, hold on. Justice League made six hundred fifty six million, and we're gonna say it's not gonna make any more because even though it's kind of floating around in the dollar theaters and whatnot, it's that's it. Six six fifty six. The budget for Ant-Man was 130 million, which is more than I thought. I would have put it under 100 million, even with all the effects and everything. Mm-hmm. And what was the budget for Justice League? Astronomical. <laughs> I don't even know if they have it listed because it usually those are about 200 million, give or take. And you got to figure they spent a lot CGing out. Henry Cavill's mustache. <laughs> That's just crazy. And it's it's particularly frustrating because the shows on the CW, the uh, I don't know what they're calling it, the television. Allegedly, it cost three hundred million to make that. I doubt it made it its money back. The the CW television universe, the characterizations of the characters there are so much better than what we've seen in the movies that it's like what's what's the point. Yeah. Especially, um, I guess the only major character to show up in both so far is Superman. And Superman, as he appears on Small or on um, Supergirl, is just so much better than the Superman that we've seen in the movies. He has more personality to him, I think. And nothing against Henry Cavill, but I just, they, 
I don't know. I guess it's just the way they write him on that show. Or They just need to start over. Just walk away from everything and start over. But at the same time, I really want to see Wonder Woman 2. <laughs> I almost wonder if there would be any, and I, I don't think that there is. I don't think there's any way to, to justify it in writing, or with from a writing standpoint. I almost wonder if there's any way that they could just ignore everything except for Wonder Woman and carry forward from there. Yeah. So I'm going to say something that I don't want to say, but I'm going to say it. I'm right. I actually kind of like Justice League. Really? Yes. It's still hideously ugly in the way that all of Zack Snyder's movies are. There's too many scenes that are like way too dark. And like as far as an actual... As the way it's actually filmed... Mm-hmm. Like, there's some of it that's just kind of not pleasant to look at and doesn't suit the characters. That said, again, it, it's a very simple movie, but I didn't really hate it the way I, I did think with, the like, parts Batman versus Superman. I think the parts that are good, though, have you have to give that credit to Joss Whedon because he came and took over. You can see a lot of, yeah, especially, like, his sort of sensibility and sense of humor. Shows. And there are some there are some very good lighthearted things in the movie. Like, there's a scene at the end where Flash is pushing a pickup truck that has three or four people in it. Yeah. And he's really proud of himself. And he looks over and he sees that Superman is carrying an entire building full of people. <laughs> yes. And that was funny. Yes. And the movie... The DCEU hasn't had many light touches like that. And no. It really, really needed them. And there was another part that, yeah, that, that that's actually kind of sprinkled through the whole movie, and I'm glad that they finally decided that, oh, yeah, they, we should put a sense of humor in these. Because I don't think in Batman vs. Superman or Man of Steel, I bet I laughed once in both those movies. And probably maybe. it seems that you weren't supposed to laugh. Yeah. And then, but another one that I really loved in Justice League is when after Superman wakes up and he's all crazy after he's you know been uh, resurrected, and he throws Batman on the ground. He just kind of throws him away and then flies off. And then they cut back to Batman. And this was a very Joss Whedon line, I believe. It, it seemed like his kind of thing, where Batman's laying on the ground. And he's like, "Oh yeah, something's bleeding." You know, <laughs> I was like. That's the sort of thing that they that these movies have been missing. These goofy kind of, you know, throwaway lines that are meant just to lighten things up a bit. And that's what the Marvel movies have done so well, I think. Especially, you know, when you let people like James Gunn write them. And, uh, and fun. Right. Yes. The word is fun. Yes. Justice League's not a good movie. It's worse than even the absolute worst of the Marvel movies. But... Um, because my expectations were so low, I kind of enjoyed it. I was like, that was okay. <laughs> I think a lot of it, too, is playing on the fact that I was a DC fan as a kid, and I have tons and tons of DC comics and Justice League comics, and I've waited so long to see this team brought to the big screen. So for you, was, this was like when the G.I. Joe movie came out, in night was it 2009 already? Has yeah. it been that long? When uh, the G.I. Joe movie came out in 2009 and all of my hopes were just poured down the drain? <laughs> I wouldn't say it was that bad because I was still like, eh, all right, it's it's there. <laughs> but I also like the uh, G.I. Joe movie, so. 
And, and as somebody who didn't okay. like G.I. Joe, you could. Yeah. The same way that I like the Hellboy movies, but I don't know anything about Hellboy. Yeah. So it's, for me, Hellboy is only Hellboy in the movies. There is no there is no comparison in yeah. my mind. So I don't know what they're getting wrong and what they're getting right. Yeah. Well, okay, this isn't the Justice League movie I would have made. It's not the Justice League movie I really wanted to see. But it it's it, it's fine. I'll probably watch it again. That's probably the best review of the Justice League movie I've heard from anyone. <laughs> it's there. Yep, it sure is. It sure is a movie. <laughs> All right, we got to do some related news. We haven't talked about it, but we're going to talk just briefly about Disney and Marvel buying Fox. And now this is still this is still an ongoing, an ongoing thing. thing. It hasn't been locked down yet. Yeah. But it really brings us back to our very first episode. Which you're welcome to go back and listen to our first episode if you want to. It's a little rough. It's not that we've gotten much better. I was just going to say we haven't gotten a whole lot better, but it is pretty rough. <laughs> but our first episode is how what we would do, because I believe that you can incorporate the X-Men universe into the MCU. At this point, we've talked about it this many times, and I think I change my opinion a little bit every time we talk about it. But at this point, I think what I would do is just import the actors from the X-Men universe into the MCU and sort of ignore the story points and not really necessarily say what happened or why. Or maybe you could just say that this is the MCU versions of these characters as they specifically exist in the MCU yeah. parallel to the X-Men only universe, if that makes any sense. Yeah, unfortunately, because it seems like their Fox is sort of moving on past the original version of this story. Like that, you know, they they've used Days of Future Past as an excuse to rewrite all of the mutant history, basically, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, other than Logan, which almost takes place in its own pocket universe, right? Yeah. Yes. Like, I mean, you could it. Logan could be a sequel to the very first X-Men movie, and it could also be a sequel to Days of Future Past. It could be a sequel... Like, it's weird. It almost could be a sequel to any of the mutant-specific X-Men movies. It's kind of weird. Anyway, but because they've kind of reset continuity and they're, like, trying to recast all these characters as younger people, they've got, like, a new Jean Grey, and they've got a new Cyclops, I kind of wonder if maybe they would incorporate that into their plan. Like... I don't I think, think they're, they're going to kind of scrap those are the, all set. You think they're going to keep them separate? I think they're going to scrap the franchise pre Days of Future Past and kind of go off from there. Which I think is a mistake. Well, if it were up to me, if it were up to me, I'd just like completely get rid of all of it and just start over. But that's me. They've done <laughs> such. They've done some really good work though, which is why I would like to take the actors in. Yeah. I bring in James Marsden as Cyclops, obviously, and actually let him play Cyclops is the leader. <laughs> yeah. um, I never would have cast Halle Berry originally, but she's been with the franchise since it began, and I like her store. I, I do actually like her storm now. You'd have to bring Famke Johnson, I'm sure I'm butchering her name, bring her back in as Jean Grey. And uh, there's obviously some issues now with 
Uh, Are you worried about them aging out of the roles, though? No, because I there's so many X-Men characters, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can let Cyclops get older. You can let Cyclops... I don't think Cy- I don't think James Mars... Marson? Marson? When's it Marson? He will be... I don't think be, he's aged out. I think he's got No, he's one of those years. guys. He'll be 60 years old, but he'll look like he's 45. Yeah, I think he's got a while. He can keep Like a healthy 45. <laughs> like Tom Cruise, who's yes. immortal. Yeah, he'll, he'll be around forever. But you can also take that character and put him into the... Uh, put him into the leadership role, like the administrative leadership role, where he doesn't leave the mansion. Yeah. And uh, Patrick know. Stewart says he's done with the role, which is fine. Just... Uh, what's his name? James McAvoy. Just put him in old man makeup and let him play Xavier. Yeah. Everyone would be fine with that. Nobody would care. Well. And mostly, I want to see a Magneto Iron Man fight. <laughs> and I, I would really like it. It would actually be cool if it were uh, old Magneto. Yeah. Because Magneto doesn't have he controls metal. It doesn't matter how old he is. He's not going to be doing a lot of parkour or anything. No, and it's all going to be, you know, it's all going to be his head CGI'd onto another actor or CGI'd onto a completely CGI character anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. But, yeah, it, the important thing is if they do that, they need to keep Brian Singer away from it. Yeah. They may be like, hey, you did a nice uh, you, you did a nice thing over there, but we're not bringing you along for the ride because you screwed everything up, too. <laughs> I you know I don't know again the deal hasn't gone through yet so we don't even know if they're making plans. It seemed like when it was a possibility back in December when it was first kind of looked at and the propositions were out there. It seemed like there were statements, official statements, maybe from Kevin Feige, those type of people, and they were kind of like, well, we don't know yet. But I think they're excited about it, but. I don't, I just, I can't wrap my brain about around what they would even do, like how they would approach it, because the the whole X-Men thing is just so convoluted at this point. Such a mess. Yeah. Well, I, and again, that's why I would just import the actors. Yeah. I just I transfer the actors over, ignore the movies for the most part, maybe even ignore everything after the first two X-Men movies, like they just didn't happen, like X... Was X Men The Last Stand just never happened? <laughs> X Men One, X Men Two, those movies happened. Nothing after those happened. Well, and you can actually do that because of Days of Future Past, because there's basically a huge gap in time there where anything could have happened. Well, you can even ignore Days of Future Past because chronologically, X Men First Class still took place ahead of X Men and yeah X Two. So that would still give you McAvoy. But as far as like the timeline goes, anything from when in Days of Future Past, when when Wolverine goes back, that's what seventy what was it seventy two, seventy five, something like that. Nixon's president. Basically, so. anything from I think it was seventy two, from seventy two all the way up to right now, is fair game. Mm-hmm. So you could yeah you could jump back to the cast of the first X Men. You know, Hugh Jackman said he's done with that role too. But you could take those people and, and import them into now, and, and it would still follow continuity. You'll remember, of that. sometime earlier this year, I said that Scott Eastwood is the guy who should take over the the role of Wolverine. Of Wolverine, and about two months ago, Scott Eastwood said, "I want to be Wolverine." Yeah. So score one for me. <laughs> and you could put him in the movie 
flawlessly. As he could take over the role. Yeah. Well, time will tell. In the meantime, they've got uh, two mutant-type movies coming out anyway. X-Men Dark Phoenix. And New Mutants. That's supposed to come out this year, Dark Phoenix. And then there's some, there's some other issues, because like on FX, there's the show Legion, but we don't know if it's actually... They've said it's tied into the DC or into the Marvel or into the X-Men universe, but maybe it's not. You don't really know. Yeah. I'm not super excited about the new The Dark Phoenix movie. I'm I'm going to stay with it. I'm I've been okay. Like X-Men Apocalypse was kind of there, but I was fine with it. It was it was bad. It was good. It had some good and some bad in it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think as long as you keep Brian Singer out of it, you can incorporate the X-Men universe into the MCU. Any other thoughts on that? Just one more question. Yes. Will we get a third version of the Fantastic Four? <laughs> I don't think we should. I, I think they <laughs> should go back. I think they should go back to the original Fantastic Four cast. That'll never happen. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. I would go back. I'd bring them all back. I'd uh, I'd either rework the thing costume so that it's more of a costume that the actor is inside of than makeup on the actor, mm-hmm. or I'd do it as CGI. And obviously, you couldn't have the same actor as Johnny Storm anymore because he's Captain America. Yeah, I'd recast him. And I, and this is one where I would actually make a joke out of it. Where you would recast him with somebody who miraculously is only 19 or 20. And make a joke out. It's like, do you age? Why do you look so young? And maybe even have a scene where Captain America meets him, meets Johnny Storm. And Johnny Storm's like, people always say I look like you. No, you don't. <laughs> have fun with it. Yeah. If you, if you have fun with it, break the fourth wall and bring the audience in on the joke, it'll be a non-issue because everybody will like it. Yeah. Which is the same thing I've said about the problem with... Um, why is Colossus Russian now in the Deadpool movies but not when yet. they had Americanized him back when they made the the first X-Men films? And if you make a joke out of it where everyone else sees him as Daniel Cudmore? Yeah. From where everyone else sees Daniel Cudmore as Colossus, but only Deadpool sees him as the as Russian? The big Russian. That's funny because <laughs> it shows that Deadpool's got a little, you know... He's a little nuts anyway. Yeah. But they don't listen to me, so what can I do? Uh, we're all going to get to see uh, Deadpool 2 pretty soon, too. Yes. So we're excited about that one. But, all right. Well, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about with this whole thing. And if you want to listen to how it should be done, go back and listen to our very first painful episode. It's all there <laughs> laid out. Yeah. We were 5 to 10% worse of this back then. <laughs> yes <laughs> alright well you can uh, email us send us your thoughts and ideas uh, vapidpodcast at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter at vapidpodcast and thanks for listening goodbye